0: This is Stephen Chesney and I'm Chad Atkins and we are definitely not Guns N' Roses, but you are
1: listening to Appetite for Distortion.
2: This is Appetite for Distortion.
3: And welcome to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion. My name is Brando. Episode 165. We're recording this. I try to be in real time. We're recording this on the 29th, still uh, 2019. But I plan to release it as the first one of 2020. So officially Happy New Year from the past. Does that make any sense? Uh, I do, since it is the 29th, uh, yesterday it was a... A birthday to a friend of the show, Mike Squires from Duff McKagan's Loaded. 48 years young. Uh, he doesn't look an, uh, a day older. Uh, 48. He has great hair. He will be back on the show. Uh, I believe he played on Duff's uh, solo record, and he has to talk to us about that. His his podcast, Couch Riffs. So, uh, happy birthday, Mike. Uh, I'm sure he doesn't listen to it, but he does the theme song, so I like to give him a shout out every now and then, regardless. Uh, today, as the, the first episode of the, the new year, I think it's a special one, what I've been working on for, for quite some time. One of the things I, I do here at iHeartRadio and Premier Radio Networks, I work on a lot of different genres of music. And I do a lot, I sit, I, I work on a lot of country stuff, uh, believe it or not. I have to sit on, sit in on the, the CMA Awards, not physically there, usually a studio by myself, like making sure nobody curses. I work with Bobby Bones sometimes when he comes into the city. If any of you know who that is, like country radio DJ. So I know who... People are like, where are you going with this? I know who Kenny Chesney is. I know who Rodney Atkins is. Those are country stars. That's not who we have today, right? Can we get that right off the bat? Chad and Steven, you are not the country superstars of uh, Kenny Chesney and, and Trace Atkins. And <laughs> yeah, I probably... Uh, should have started like recording your voices. I had you turned off for a second. So I'm going to get past that terrible joke that did not have any reaction recorded. I promise you that Steven, Steven and, and uh, Chad laughed and <laughs> they made a wonderful bank account uh, joke. You know why? Cause sometimes when I play the theme song at the beginning to keep it real, I mute the mics because sometimes people are clearing their throat, you know, while the theme song is playing, the intro music is playing and I forgot to put it on. So, It's pre-recorded. We'll see what I do with it. See, that's the beauty of it. So you guys are are also in the studio, uh, but not doing radio. You're doing music. And the reason why we're having Stephen Chesney and Chad Atkins on today is because many of you think that they are Guns N' Roses or thought they were Guns N' Roses. So Chad is a terrifically talented singer who sounds, when he wants to, sounds very, very much like Axl Rose. And Steven rips just like Slash. And we can you know, we can use those comparisons lightly, but I mean, if you are a member of my GNR forum, if you follow GNR Central, these guys had songs that during the, all the leaks that were coming out, the Guns of Rose, that were actual leaked material from the Chinese uh, democracy sessions, thought that Steven and Chad made music that was thought to be unreleased Guns of Roses material, like legit, until
0: That's pretty wild. Huh?
3: <laughs> so I want to know like how, yeah. even, like, like how do we even get there but that's true though. I, I believe it was you, Steven, who had to go on my GNR forum and, and clear things up because there was quite a, a debate in the fan base and you would think that Axel and Slash has, Slash has a, such a discernible sound but you guys yeah. figured it out <laughs> somehow. <laughs> <laughs> it,
1: yeah it was it was a little strange i <clears throat> i i got um i got a a couple of messages on my instagram over a period of about like a week and a half that got progressively more strange I, I, and at the point where i i got one uh message asking me what axel's house was like <laughs> and this point I, I thought people were screwing with me for some reason and uh then finally I, uh, I got one message that said, um, Hey man, thanks for uh, for clearing everything up. Really appreciate it. I hadn't done a thing. I had no clue what was going on. And I'd had a lot of Guns N' Roses accounts adding me and I kind of got a sinking feeling and Googled my name and Guns N' Roses and there was websites talking about me working with the band and, uh, that was a little scary. So I ended up going to the, my GNR forum um, and found somebody had been posting on there under my name um, that had then said it wasn't guns. I still don't know who that was. Oh, someone and spoke uh, on your
3: behalf. Wow. And that wasn't, you didn't even know about.
1: I had no clue. That's when I got the message saying, thanks for clearing it up. And it was somebody from South America. Oh. Hmm. and. Yeah, and so um, that's when I got on there um, and had to go through the moderators there to clarify that I was actually the real guy. And that's when I had to put up a post saying, yeah, please don't think this is some fake leak. We didn't know this was going on until right now. And that's pretty much how that came about.
3: This happened when? Um, like, When was the first notification you really got? Because it was... It was kind of recent, right? Or t- give me give me an update on, I guess, on the history of it.
1: This has happened twice now. Um, the first time this happened was um, two thousand, uh, the very end of two thousand sixteen. Okay. Um, that was, um, I think it was two thousand sixteen. Yeah, and then um, then it happened again somehow, like what, earlier this year, and I. Still don't know how something can leak twice in the space of two years. (laughs) It's exactly the (laughs) same and be news, but um, the first time was yeah, it was a couple of years ago now.
3: Well, welcome to the internet. It's amazing. I don't know about you guys, when you go on Facebook and somebody shares like a CNN link to somebody who died, like a celebrity, right? And it was like ten years ago. Oh. He died again? Oh, okay. Okay. Mr. Miyagi died again? Okay. it was. Just, you never know when it's breaking news to people. Uh, so obviously, you both are musicians. So to kind of paint the picture right now, you know, Stephen, as you're talking, you have, which I didn't know because I was just talking to you online, uh, you, you catfished me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you're, you're English, but you you reside in Georgia.
1: No, I, I live out between Vegas and L.A. Oh, okay. Okay. But yeah, I am English.
3: Okay, so Chad, you're in Georgia. That's where I got the 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 wires crossed. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in Georgia. Yeah.
3: So how did you two meet up because it are being musicians, I assume is it, your day job? You know, so it's something that you're working on. So how did you how did an, an English guy living out on the West Coast and the guy from Georgia kind of team up?
1: you want to explain this one? All right. <laughs> uh, you can, you can
0: explain it. Uh, I I know that Steven, you, I mean, we, we, uh, the first
1: song we did was moving on, right? As the first Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. We, we, we'd known this, each other through the grapevine for a while at that point too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was in, uh, a
0: tribute to journey. Um, yeah. Frontiers on, on the East coast. They traveled and stuff. and
2: Okay. Sure. And,
0: um, I'm in a tribute called Appetite for Destruction. It's not the one in New York. It's the other one. Uh, Not quite GNR is another thing that we're. I think you guys
3: follow us on Twitter or something. I believe.
0: Or Uh, I'm aware of it. I'm aware of you guys. Right. right, Yeah. Um, But yeah, we we've been going forever, and uh, this is quite a long time ago when Stephen and I met or whatever. But we were just talking actually. Mainly internet friends, really, because um, because yeah. we started talking that way. Like I don't know, email or Facebook or something like that, and then um, and eventually uh, we, we well we had talked the whole time about working on stuff. And he's a big Guns and Roses fan, and and said that he wanted to do some stuff together and all that stuff. And so when we finally came together to do that then they, that was the, the premise is we were not that we were going to fake anybody out or anything like that, but that we were going to make like Guns N' Roses influenced music, you know? And, sure. and, and, um, there are some things that, that we're working on, uh, that aren't quite so Guns N' Roses-ish. I mean, like they, they have it, but we have, we're giving ourselves a little more leniency with like going in different directions. Um, uh, um, but that—that that was the premise. That was the idea. You know, we started writing songs uh, because we both knew so much about Guns N' Roses. We thought it would, you know, be neat to to try and make some songs and, and see what they sounded like in the end. That, that, I don't know. That's all I remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right. It, 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 it was. We with met Let me see. From 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 what I recall, we met like briefly in like two thousand and six before I was even yeah. playing back in this was when I was living in North Carolina and I yeah. ended up um like you said I, I toured with a, a journey tribute which is how I got my start touring and I wanted to be playing Guns N' Roses. I didn't want to be playing Journey. And so I kept in contact with Chad and then eventually um when I moved out to LA I was starting, you know, music career over And I had nothing going on at first. And so I I contacted Chad and was like, I have this idea. We, you know, we've been wanting to write together. Um, and so we, I had instrumental that I'd done and, um, Chad wrote, um, vocals and lyrics to it, which is what became moving on. Um, And it was a completely different sounding version of the song. And um, at that point, I got real bored one day and and I decided to chop and change and cut and paste and and arrange this whole new version of this song that went from like a three-minute instrumental originally up to a six-minute ridiculous piece. And um, at that point, it was like, I think that's when I said to Chad. I was like, all right, just as an experiment, we should see how close we could get to writing a quote-unquote Guns N' Roses song just to see if we could do it. And it was for no other reason than that. Hmm. And that's basically the short version from what I recall of how it all came about because we wrote everything through email because even though we knew each other from North Carolina, we were never in a room together. Okay. Well, eventually, I uh, uh, we
0: uh, hooked up in Wilmington, and that was when I jumped on stage with you guys, briefly.
1: Oh yeah, that was 2011. Yeah, but that
0: wasn't a room, so technically, still.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> even that's after that, we
0: cool. yeah. that's,
3: that's interesting because Chad, you're. I mean, are, are you, You're still with uh, Appetite for Destruction? Yeah. So it's interesting that you're in, uh, you know, this tribute band, but connected with this guy that was not in the tribute band. So is there something, what's special about Steven that made you think? Because you were, like, I'm assuming you're having fun playing Guns N' Roses songs. So what made you think of, like, I want to take this to another step? Like, do you, uh, how much Because there are, of course, a lot of great tribute acts. There are not so great, uh, you know, uh, cover cover bands. Uh, do you get? Would you get yeah. a lot of? Like, wow, you really sound like Axel, I wonder what you would sound like. So, like, how did that thought pop in it your head?
0: Steven's, it was Steven's idea mainly. Um, hmm. I mean, because he's, he's a big fan in, in, of Guns N' Roses and never really got his nut out playing Guns N' Roses. You know what I mean? And <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. But, um, the the uh, I mean, I had always, like, anything I would— re- most of what I recorded, like, and I honestly, like, I don't think that I always sound like him or something. I'd like to think that I have different voices and stuff that I can, depending on what I'm doing. But right, sure, I mean, sure. I've got friends that always, you know, have some sort of comment on whatever it is I do or whatever. You know, um, that I mean, not whatever, but a lot of times, you know, I've been told a bunch of times that it's not, you know, like that sounds a little too much like Guns N' or something like that. You know, whatever. So I mean. In effect, I mean, I've always kind (laughs) of written GNR. Just, I mean, because I've got so much, I've been influenced by them for so much. You know, like I just grew up on them, and I've always I I like a a bunch of other stuff too. But, but they've they've really had a a big hand in in how I perform and how I write and stuff like that. So, in effect, I've kind of always been writing Guns N' Roses to some extent every time I wrote an original even though mm. I'm not trying to but mm. but uh but Steven you know took it a step farther because, you know, he he's he's another fan that's that into them, you know, so it he he had another angle, you know, you so you're like putting us both together we could really think out the figure out the details, you know, like the different things that you would say, like, okay, well, you know, we're, we're not just going to solo over the verse rhythm. That's not how they do it. You know, like, you know, or they don't over compress songs. They, you know, if, if you notice on a guns and roses track, like they're not compressed at all. Like, I mean, they let the dynamics flow freely, you know, like just these different things that you think about, you know, like trying to put something together, we could come together and, and, um, Really figure out, you know, all the angles of how you, how you would do it. And it really, that only came like, sometimes, a lot of times this just happened. He, he, he'd write a song. He, he had me write, I mean, write. I don't know what all was going on in his head when he's writing, you know, the the music, which is basically, that's how it goes down. Like he writes the music and I'll write the, like the lyrics and stuff. Um, but I mean, a lot of times I'm not like over analyzing or overthinking it. I just, I just heard it so much and loved Guns N' Roses for so long. That it's kind of natural. And and a lot of the uh, rhythms that he'd send me. I mean, "Vehicular Vehicular Blues." I don't know if I could sing anything else over it. I think that's just like a Guns N' Roses song. But I don't know. I don't remember where I was going. So <laughs> <That's, know. laughs>
3: was "Vehicular Blues" because that seemed to have been the big song that a lot of people thought were Guns N' Roses. And again, it was the the, the timing, I guess, of yeah. the second wave of, of it being leaked was, again, that was when the supposed Tom Zutant locker was sold and people were leaking a lot of Chinese yeah. uh, demos, brain versions, unreleased songs. So it was believable because, I mean, it's the internet. You, you, you hear well, the all
0: the to- time. Was, yeah, the first time it happened when they just, when Duff Slash and were reunited again too, so that's it was believable in that regard because they they were. They were okay. I think that's. Am I am I wrong about that? I think the first time it happened, right right. Yeah. Was, I mean because it, was right it,
1: was, it wasn't a ridiculous
0: time. time. Yeah. Hmm. Like it was it was believable in the in you know because obviously people wanted to start rumors that they were going to record, you know. Totally. Uh, since they were playing together, so. No,
1: that makes so sense. That made that work. Yeah. And that was that was one of the things I saw on some South American um, music website that that the the reunited three of them was in the studio with me producing them, and <laughs> uh, that was nice. that was news uh, to me. <laughs> how'd you get that gig, man? That's awesome. Man, I don't know. I'm still waiting
0: on my paycheck. <laughs> All right.
3: Was <laughs> vehicular blues? So that was the again that was the one that leaked conveniently. Uh, oh, I did not say conveniently. Just. Um, coincidentally, at times where it was believable, because it's the internet, and it's, it's. I don't believe anything, even photos, let alone music. Is this really right. what we think it is? And right. when it came out, it just seemed like this is, this is the kind of what Greta Van Fleet is to Led Zeppelin. Like it is just, even though, I, and I like it more because I, I personally like your originals more than Greta Van Fleet's, just because there's more energy to it, and it sounds. It's it's not like Greta Van Fleet sounds okay. like what I wish Zeppelin sounds like. You guys sound like uh-huh. wow! I wish these were other songs released by Guns N' Roses. Like
0: oh, hell yeah, thanks man. Oh, so thank you know thank what? You.
3: <laughs> I told you off the air. Then let me let me read this comment uh, to you right now. That cause I I it's posted on uh, social media. This is from uh, Alex, and he said their stuff sounded so authentic. The vocals and guitar parts sound almost exactly like uh, Axon Slash. Uh, and he said he was just very disappointed, uh yeah, I was disappointed when I found out they were in g n r and that seemed to be the consensus, not just for the desperation of we the fans for new music, the fact that it was right. that it's good that's what's amazing because what if it leaked and you know quote unquote leaked and it was yeah. terrible, you know, but it, it, the people right. wanted yeah. it to be real, which is just so was was that the the tune or was it another song that um i mean any of them? Because you you were nice enough to share uh, a bunch of clips with me. So they all sound like they could be an appetite or user illusion.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a few that are uh, There were a few leaks. But I guess vehicular blues was the main, the one that I saw. But I was late in the game. Like, I didn't know about it till way later, like Stephen told me. And then, like, maybe about a week or two after Stephen told me, then, like, I had friends start messaging me and stuff and being like, hey, man, you're famous, you know, or something. And <laughs> I go look it up. But that was after everybody figured it out, you know. Um, but there were a few songs. There's Adrenaline and Moving On. I think Moving On sounds ridiculously, like, you know, but uh, Vehicular Blues seems to be the, the main one. And there there is definitely a reason for that. It does. I mean, I, I, I see that in that song, too. Uh, but there's a few of them.
3: Sure. Uh actually, you know what? Let's play a clip of one. What what would you rather me play right now? Moving on or Vehicular Blues? I oh, guess man.
1: um I I you know what? Let's I guess start with Vehicular Blues. you can see me
3: It, it it sounds like it could be them like it's it's unreal how do you do that both of you it's <laughs> such a generic question and such a simple over simplified question how did you do that as someone who has no musical talent and this is could be to both of you I always think about how people find their their voice literally for you Chad or uh Stephen for you through the guitar how do you find it and it has to be you know Oh, of course over influence being influenced even me in the radio you know i'm being influenced yeah. but even though he, he's not radio but i find myself acting like conan o'brien a lot so you can't help it but you want oh, to yeah. add yourself to it so how did you right. i guess both kind of discover that you have this capability and to really just sound so good
1: like this i think being nerds you know we're both massive guns fans and, and, and like, you know, you, you mentioned Greta Van Fleet and I don't really follow that band too much, but from what I've seen, they've kind of gone with the, well, you know, we might have a bit of their sound or been influenced by them or whatever. Whereas for us, it was an experiment to see if we could purposely sound like them. So we, Mm. you know, were purposely thinking what, might be done here not to say that we would know (laughs) because i'm sure if the guys ever heard the stuff they'd say no we'd not do it like that at all but it was like what what do we think would make it sound genuine from listening to the stuff that you know we love that guns did and we started writing this stuff this is the other thing we started writing it before they got back together the whole point was how close could we get you know after having heard Chinese Democracy, which is a great record, by the way. That's not not a bad thing, that. I just wanted to see how close we could get. And it became going back and forth a lot because there was a couple of songs that I had yeah music for that I wrote and sent to Chad. Well, Chad sent me vocals back, and at that point I heard a completely different song, so I wrote a completely different piece of music around Chad's vocals. Because once I heard him sing something, it made me think a lot more of uh, something uh, a lot more gunsy than what I'd already done. And then it yeah, became- cause you had songs that were, you had songs that were like Van Halenish, ish like
0: hmm. uh, it was yeah. a certain somebody singing over them uh, that, that would bring that. I don't know what you want, how much you want to say about that, but um, that, that did so like, and I didn't know that. Thankfully, like I, I, I heard just the music at first or else I'd have
1: been too influenced by that. But it would yeah, totally change the vibe of those tunes. Yeah. Yeah, a couple yeah. of the songs I had, i i um I'd been writing a record with, with Michael Starr from Steel Panther and I had some some riffs that were I'd kind of had to pull away from sounding like something more gunsy to sound more like Van Halen. So with that record on the shelf I had a bunch of stuff and and sent just the music to Chad. And once Chad sings something he has a 50 million different voices, but when he does it as, you know, in, in a certain style, it, it instinctively uh, uh, influences you to, <laughs> to kind of get in the groove of writing something that sort of sounds kind of gunsy, whether that, you know, whether it's considered good or bad or not, it's a matter of it's hard not to, because, you know, he has quite the voice for it. So then we got just, it got into super nerdy stuff, like going back and researching and learning, like what chorus um, rack Duff was using, because I didn't know anything about, you okay. know, the the bass stuff. So I had to find out what versions he was using on the Illusions tour to make sure I was getting the same chorus sound as him. I mean, mm. it, it became a rabbit hole that, that I went down over here and got really pretty nerdy.
3: Well, I'm, I'm assuming you didn't, you know, purposely OD, like Slash, just to get the feeling and to get into the mindset.
1: No, but we have taken
0: years and years to record this album, and that makes it <laughs> kind of <odd>. <laughs> <laughs> How did you
3: connect with Michael Starr from uh, Steel Panther? How did you uh, you guys first meet?
1: Well, out um, in, in L.A., I'd done, um, actually, I'd done a, an instrumental um, for Guitar World magazine, which was based off sounding like Slash, which is what turned eventually into vehicular blues. Hmm. And after I'd done that, I got invited down to um, there's a All Star Jam, Ultimate Jam Night in uh, in L. A. And um, I'd got up there with um, with Eric Dover from Slash's Snake Pit uh, one time, and we did uh, a Van Halen tune together. And then uh, about a month later on, I get a uh, I got a phone call. Um, to go down and play the next night with with Billy Sheehan and with Michael and um, so we did uh, a couple of, uh, we did a Van Halen tune and a David Lee Roth tune completely unrehearsed and that's, we were just, we were introduced, we didn't meet till we got on stage Hmm. and um, so we we went through Atomic Punk and Shy Boy and got off stage and kind of went from there, we started writing together and so there's, you know that that was how that whole thing came about was just it was kind of all organic on stage that's really cool.
3: this is what's great the album's not even out yet and there's so much buzz about it and people are interested and, and wanting to be involved. How did you get Teddy zigzag involved in in, in making this Oh isn't that so cool <laughs> I mean it, that's, so it, awesome. that's that's amazing again it's it's what this is like Greta Van Fleet on steroids because they're just trying to be themselves. You guys are going out and you're really like making the GNR record that we all want, (laughs) which is crazy. And you know a Teddy, uh, former guest of the show, he's so he was so nice and I and I miss. That's the the era I grew up in. I kind of when I really got into music, they were already in in the illusion phase. So I. I love the harmonica. I, I love that you know watching those uh, Tokyo shows on on uh, the DVDs that I had with with Mr. Zigzag. Yeah. So, you know to hear him on a kind of Guns N' Roses song <laughs> is. Just, I think I just I commented on uh, on on Facebook to the guy Alex earlier, and I said this about the song and it's called uh, "I Lie." It sounds like something off Use Your Illusion. Like it's like it was left on. You know, like there wasn't enough room, or it would have been on User Illusion Three. It just put me back in that mindset, which is just incredible. So, how did Teddy get involved in this?
1: Well, um, I, I've been friends with with Eric Dover for years, and and Eric um, put me in contact with Teddy. I'd met Teddy through the grapevine maybe once or twice, and um, so Eric got me in contact with Teddy, and I spoke to him about. Um, about doing a session on a, on a tune or two and he's actually going to be on, you know, a couple of others, hopefully um, that we've got, got to finish off. Um, and so when, when Teddy came over, he uh, to my place to track, he heard, um, he'd heard the instrumental cause I, I um, had purposely not wanted to give him any preconceived notions of, of what it was going to be. Hmm. And um so he tracked harmonica to the song and then um uh it was it was all just you know, through the grapevine. In fact before now I think about it, before um before we tracked that, I just played with him a couple of weeks beforehand doing a couple of Alice Cooper tunes, uh, together. I forgot about that actually. Um but then um uh, after we'd finished tracking, I said, "Okay, so this is something I probably need to show you." <laughs> and uh, I, I I showed him uh, some of vehicular blues, and uh, his reaction was quite something. So um he's been nothing but super supportive and cool about this, which has been great.
3: What did he What was his response? Because I mean, obviously, he knows axel's voice. he He toured the world with him. He knows what Slash sounds like. What was his reaction to hearing that song and being a part of this this project?
1: I don't know if I can quote him or not. Um, <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to get him in trouble, you don't have to.
3: I don't want you to get Teddy mad at you, but uh, if you want uh, to say pass, I'll understand.
1: It, it, let's just say it was very, very good. Okay. <laughs> and, a hell of, and, a, and a hell of a compliment for us. His initial response, actually, before we got into too much into it was, but is is this you? Like, <laughs> yeah, me and me and my friend. <laughs> he said, "Guns, man." <laughs> wow, it's this thing we've been doing. And so, um, yeah, he's been. He, he was. He was pretty surprised when he when he had some.
3: <laughs> do you mind if I play a little bit of I Lie featuring Teddy Zigzag?
0: Please, go for it. Do we have a? Do we have a clip of Rock the Rock? that we did. You did?
3: Oh, you did rock the rock as well, with the, uh, No, song from, we did.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I was, I was being stupid. All right. Oh, yeah, sorry.
3: No, that's all right because we did interview the uh, <laughs> the Looney Tunes writers who wrote it. So I was like, did,
0: did you really? That's yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. That was. That I was, missed that one.
3: Oh, you, I missed that one. You got to listen to it. I think it's like the first time we ever heard how Axel records. Like he records in three different octaves and he puts it together. Anyway, that's another episode. Yeah, Let's yeah. focus on you guys. <laughs> uh, so this is I lie with Teddy Zigzag uh, Chesney and Atkins.
2: you've
3: been willing what I want to hear the rest of it (laughs) that's amazing though because it's it puts me because I missed like hearing bad, I've never seen Bad Obsession played live, you know, and that's something I grew Didn't, up with. Wasn't
0: that on? Wasn't that on Tokyo?
3: Uh, I've well, I guess yes, in person.
0: Yes, because he played the. They uh, played the Flash played the. Uh, oh God, Travis what, what, Bean. Is that Steven? Yes,
1: right. Travis Beam. Oh yeah,
3: yeah, well, I mean, I've seen it uh, live on DVD. I've just never seen it in person. Oh, it. <laughs> so, okay. uh, right. for for me you know it's like i would love i love the current band but that's the part of the band that i miss the the bluesy part of it and that's what yeah. teddy really brought and to hear him on something what really you know obviously if i wasn't told if I, w- I would honestly probably believe <laughs> if that makes any sense honestly probably uh that that was guns N' <laughs> roses so that's just, that's that's amazing and he's going to be on, on on more hopefully
1: yeah and, and that's that's, that's cool. one of the things one of the things that the, uh, that you said actually is, is is exactly my story as well as I grew up on the illusions era like I I missed appetite I that that was bef- you know before I I'd heard them and so everything for me was wanting to try just for the sake of it to try and write something and, and record something that would sound like the illusions era and so uh, Bad obsession and uh, is one of my favorite tunes off of one, and to get Teddy on that was it, it added a little extra something that you know we couldn't have done if not.
3: I mean that has to be a, yeah, uh, a dream come true for for both of you in, in a way. So the, oh yeah,
0: that's so, awesome, man.
3: Because I think it would be different. Um, like if you guys were just, um, you know, like Chad. Let's just say uh, if like Teddy joined you. Well, I guess you probably would want both. But if he joined you on stage with uh with appetite for destruction not quite gnr but he actually recorded a song with him i'd like to think like that's even more special for him to like take out time to put his stamp on what you're doing I don't oh yeah know. that's that's oh yeah that's definitely
0: I, i've played with dizzy on stage before and nice. that was pretty special i i i think i remember about every moment of that too um but yeah, I mean, obviously like to get somebody to actually come into the studio and be willing to like put a track down. I mean, that's I mean, and I wasn't there, man. I, I got the I got uh the little video clip or whatever basically to prove it to me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Steven was gonna have to prove that one to me. Yeah, Teddy's Teddy's putting down tracks right now. Oh, and then he sent me the clip, yeah.
3: All right. Pretty well, awesome. well, hopefully you'll be there next time if he does more tracks. But you said you were right. you were not in the studio, but you were on stage with the, with Dizzy. Had it, well, tell me tell us, tell us about that. Yeah.
0: Oh no, it's just, just with the appetite thing. Um, uh, not quite and our appetite, whatever. Uh, we they uh in Raleigh, North Carolina, the Lincoln Theater. Um, the owner uh, asked me. He was like, "Hey, man, uh, like Dizzy's. This is years and years ago." Apparently hookers and blow it's still out sometimes and stuff like that. But um years and years ago um they were putting a tour together on the East Coast and um and Mark at Lincoln was asked me, he was like, Do you, do you think this would be good? I mean like oh, blah blah blah, you know, do you think it would sell tickets and all that stuff? And I was like I was immediately like thinking, you know, myself of course, you know <laughs> and I was like I was like, Yes, it would be awesome, but listen let us have that damn show, man. And so oddly enough, what ended up happening is we headlined the show. The hmm. so Dizzy Reed technically opened for me. And that's pretty neat. But All right. He opened for me, play- but he opened for me playing his music. So that's not- <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit of a rip off, but yeah. So anyway, but, um, hookers and blow was awesome. And that was the first time we met them. And, and, um, I guess they have a rotating uh, a, a rotating uh door of musicians constantly re- revolving door this it's, uh, it's uh
3: it's it's mainly like him and Alex Grassi. uh sometimes they right. they have um drummer typo negative why am I forgetting uh, Johnny Kelly oh my god uh Johnny okay. Kelly and I, I forget who who's on 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 bass at the moment they they switched up between Is
1: it, uh Greg totes I think
3: yes you're right you're absolutely right because they've had chips enough in the yeah, band so yeah Alex comes oh, on, wow. and, and Dizzy came on, yeah, uh, the show recently to kind of give us an update and all things, uh, hookers and blow. So that was, yeah, that was that was cool, and it was funny. They played yeah. us, um, it's not released yet, but they played the stu- studio version. They were never going to record a song. Uh, obviously, it's yeah. all covers, but of Eddie Money's "Shaken," and that's great. Oh my, yeah. What's funny is I kind of had the same reaction to, the the MP3 that Alex Grassi sent me. That many people get the when they hear your music you're like is this you is this really you cuz it sounded so much like Eddie money it sounded so good and obviously yeah, you you know yeah. you, you get your reaction for reasons we've been discussing uh, what what do you want the goal to be with this album cuz you guys both are do like do other things you know you both have that's and, a
0: fantastic question i'd love to hear steven's answer <laughs> 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 no
1: pressure huh <laughs> you know the I, I don't know the right answer to that because everything about this was just a, a fan project. you know we we weren't at any point trying to, you know, like I said, we weren't trying to be a, a Greta van Fleet type band and then when um, when the the quote unquote leaks happened. And people seem to like what we had done. It was like, okay, well, we have these demos that we wrote for ourselves. We should finish them and and put out a record. And so, really, I, I it's, it's, um, it's almost like a, um, uh, I want to say, uh, I heard, I heard somebody call, um, I used the phrase a love letter to, um. To something that we're a fan of. It's, it's, I don't want to use anything quite that melodramatic, but it is. It's a, it's, mm. a, it's almost like a, lo- a love letter to the music that pretty much put us on the tracks that we're on in terms of our careers, you know, as musicians. And, um, just to, to try and, and sound like something that we grew up wanting to sound like. And that's really it. And we then hope that. That people like it, and then if they like it, hopefully we'll get to do more, and we'll get to play the stuff live and everything else. So, right on. That's sweet and everything, but what I think
0: is uh, that we're trying to give these Guns fans that can never expect an album. I'm sure they'll eventually. Well, I'm not sure, but they they probably will have an album out at some point again. But it's so few and far between, you know. Like if everybody remembers how long it took Chinese democracy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I think it's a fantastic thing to have somebody else out there that at least sounds like it, you know, like, I mean, even if it's not exactly, but just, I I don't know, like, it can be a fun little fantasy, you know, like, we give more music than what they're given that why not, right? Now, we could probably work on our timing and do it a little faster next time. Uh, yeah,
1: well, <laughs> point, we're, we're being very yeah, authentic when it comes. So
0: so <laughs> <as> <laughs> I was
3: just about to say, for sure, I like the combination of both of your answers, really. And I think at the end, in uh-huh. the, at the end of the day, that's kind of what it is. It's I love that it's that's what makes me so disappointed with Greta Van Fleet because they brought a lot of attention to rock, but they don't really acknowledge that they sound like Zeppelin. I don't know how to escape it. You can, th- <laughs> you know, you can you can always go back to a certain time in history and say this act sounded like this, like a uh, silver chair sounded like oh, yeah. Nirvana. But th- t- I think to the smart fan, you know the major differences between uh, Lady Gaga and Madonna. But it's right. th- you have to at least acknowledge it, right? But you guys are not, obviously not only acknowledging it, you're creating something out of that. And you're doing kind of this yeah. this passion project to do it. And a true thought, I may have said this to you, I think I said this to uh, Stephen, on uh, Facebook Messenger, that I really feel from what I've heard, it puts pressure on Guns N' Roses because this sounds really good. You know, uh, Stephen, your your guitar playing is—I mean, I I I want to hear a slash riff like that. I'm, I, I I like the Conspirators project, but it's not the the early Appetite feel that I no. I, I get from it. And and right? you, Chad, I mean, there are a lot of. You know, you see him all the time on people uh, on, on Twitter or Instagram trying to do uh, Axl Rose impressions. Uh, more often than not, they're like me, who just sounds like a cat getting stepped on because Axl is such a <laughs> unique voice. But you sound so good and it sounds like a real healthy, you know, this could have been recorded in 1987, Axl Rose. and And knowing that I think it's kind of nice knowing officially that it's not them, that it is you. And obviously Axel and to be Axel has a lot of range and that's only part of your range of what oh, you guys yeah. could potentially do. So I think this is just a really cool special again, passion project. And I I couldn't have said it better than better than you, Chad. Like I, I don't know if they're coming out with uh, new music or not. I'd like to think that they are. I think the the you know, the the tea leaves they all say it, but who knows when? Right. Same thing with like Chinese democracy and you're giving us that. Even knowing that it's not Guns of Roses. This is it, it gives you that taste of it. and uh, So, yeah, it's absolutely a combination of both of your your responses. So when do you... I mean, I know this is the, the million-dollar question, and I know that's like kind of why we uh-huh. were putting off the interview, and I appreciate you guys giving me a, a taste. Uh, when do you think we might have it?
1: I think the first... That is another fantastic season. question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the first single is probably going to be January. And that's Probably going to be the um, the final studio version of Vehicular Blues first thing, as everyone has you know already been familiar with that song, and it's a good uh, it's going to be a good barometer for people uh, to kind of test out exactly how much better this sounds than the demos did from years ago. Um, and then from there, we'll kind of follow that up a lot faster than we've got anything else out in the past few years. So it's it's all kind of dominoes are lining up the full now. It's just taken us uh, <laughs> like three years to get to this point.
0: Stephen and I are working together on a lot more stuff right now. So um, I mean, I, I mean, like we're side by side on a lot of uh, work. So we'll have it, it'll be a lot more. Um, it'll be a lot easier. To get this stuff finished and out now in the in the in the near future,
3: because you're constantly communicating. And I want to get to everything that you're everything else that you're working on, of course, because uh, you know with the talent that you're concentrating into sounding like Guns N' Roses, I can only imagine where else it's being put to use. Are you going by? But first, are you going by uh, Chesney Atkins, Atkins, Atkins Chesney? Are you are you slashing roses? What like what is the name? of <laughs> no, what is the name I've of got the project? A great
0: idea. What's that? I've got a great idea. Can we have, like, some sort of, like, contest? Sure. <laughs> like, people, hey, you know like, what? That would help us out. Can give a us time. a name. Okay. Yeah, because we've the... tried, man. All right. Like, Steve, uh, there's so many, like, subtle, like, fantastic names, like Bullet from a Valentine and Velvet Revolver, all these things, that just kind of wink at Guns N' Roses. But it's like, we need one of those. And we've talked about it and talked about it, man, and we just can't come up with one. Okay. That is, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. So I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll put that that it out there.
1: Our, that would be a big help, and it would it would take a lot of the uh, uh I it would take the stigma out of having a uh, a, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, kind of tip of the hat in there if we don't come up with it. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: That's let me true. let me ask because maybe this is, and if you wouldn't mind, I would like to play at least one more clip. This song I, I awesome. believe has like a wink, wink, nudge, nudge, uh, to GNR. If more so than the other songs, uh, it's called Shallowford. Is that the name of the song, right?
2: Yeah, sure, yeah. yeah.
3: What is that? Uh, I'm not What is What is Shallowford? Is that a town? What is that,
0: by the way? Is a road name in Atlanta.
3: Okay, I was close. Um, it was a thing. <laughs>
0: yeah, there's, there's a cheap hotel that sits on the corner of uh, 85 and Shallowford. Right
3: on. So I'm going to play a little bit of that, and uh, I'm sure the listeners will soon know why I, I thought this one had a nice homage. Oh, cool i broken world, just looking for a that's you i into a wall, just looking
2: for mean,
3: this. You could be mine. You uh, know, ode to that, right? I'm assuming that was a, that was very much on on uh, on purpose.
0: Oh, very, yeah, totally. And in fact, there's there's music that was totally different than this music, like the original music that I wrote to that Stephen sent me. And I feel like it was in F sharp minor, if I'm not mistaken. Stephen might mis might correct me, but I think it was in F sharp minor. And if it was well flat, so F. So F minor or whatever, but basically the you know the same you know so it was reminding me of you could be mine in that regard, and so I was like well hell I'm just gonna I'm gonna sing it. There but was
3: yeah. elements of that the the end of I think it's it's popping into my head the end of breakdown, so I mean there's just a lot there and again it just sounds like this you would be like Axel are you doing this are you also doing this are you you would slash doing this so I think there's a lot of <laughs> You know, at least as far as I'm concerned, as a fan, I don't know, and you can tell me if you ever heard back from any of the band members, but I feel like this lights a fire, now because it just, again, the quality of it. Have you heard uh, anything? I, I know, Stephen, you said, Axl Rose, call me in your Facebook profile, I think it says that.
1: <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Have any of them reached call out me. to you
3: or no? <laughs> No, no. Yeah, I don't.
1: No, Me neither. Right. <laughs> it's okay. They're, they're, they're probably busy working on their new record, so it's okay.
3: I hope so. I mean, now I feel yeah. like you kind of set a bar. And I'm, I'm, wink, I'm...
0: wink, nudge, nudge.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So well, what else are you guys working on? And what's the also with that, what's the best way to keep track of what you're, you're putting out there? Since we can't go to... Uh, a band website that, does, that doesn't have a name yet. Like, where to, What's the best way to keep track and of uh, what you're working on? What else are you working on?
0: We're doing. Um, I think for the for the Steven, uh, it was Steven's playing with us in in Appetite now. Oh, that's like a brand new thing. Cool. Um, and so I don't know how much we will merge the two. It seems obvious that we would. But I still, I don't really know. I, I, I don't really know how much of that information will immediately be available on our website and stuff. But um, what were you going to say, Stephen? Sorry. <laughs> I, <laughs>
1: really out, out.
0: Like, I wasn't going to tell anybody that.
1: <laughs> no, no, no. O- outside of that, I think just saying about the um, the website and keeping up with stuff is we. Um, do need to actually be more proactive with that, thing as we're getting closer to the release of the record. But until then, I guess Facebook and Instagram, because I know, like, on on my Instagram, I whenever I'm working on on new tracks or um, like uh, finishing stuff up, I'll be posting like I post clips as I'm working through through the day, which is actually another re- one of the reasons I was so surprised when this whole leak thing happened because these songs are already clips on my personal Instagram page years ago. So um, probably Instagram and Facebook is the best way to keep up with what's happening with the record right now until the website's done.
3: Sure. So you can follow, uh, it's it's Steven, P-H, Steven with PH, uh, Chesney. And, and Chad, are you active uh, as well? Chad Chad Atkins on you Facebook?
0: Just, just look up uh, not quite GNR on any social media. Right I don't on. really do it outside of the band.
3: Okay, right on. That's that's very cool and obviously, you know, if you wouldn't mind, please keep me up to date so I can share uh the information and you know, I'm looking forward to it, guys. I mean, this is this is exciting. I, again, we've kind of had back and forth for for a while and just the story behind like you just mentioned, these songs have been on, on under Instagram for years. Then kind of out of nowhere for yeah. it to blow up and for people to really think that you're Guns and Roses instead of like, "Hey, check out this this really cool band. It's like it's it's a, it's a, a more of a compliment than saying hey check yeah, out this really neat. cool band. Yeah. It's like wow this this is Guns N' Roses. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not.
1: So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a hell of a compliment.
3: So is it just not quite GNR? Are you guys working on uh, anything? And it's just going up and down the East Coast, right? Uh, kind of you know, you never come up no, to it... to New York, right? Because that would kind of be territory.
0: Yeah, uh, we've. Years ago, we used to come around there. We used to go to Boston a lot, but that whole yeah, the other appetite, we're cool with them. They're cool, um, so we we don't want to like step on toes and stuff like that. We kind of merge around there, but no, we go east to west wherever. We go to Colorado and Texas, and uh, we've we've historically gone to Vegas and California. I believe it'll be much more often in the future now because kind of got a home base there too. So, with Steven joining so we go yeah we go anywhere
3: right on I always admire you know I wish you're kind of I don't know living the dream in a way you're you know you're doing what you'd you love for, as a profession you're oh hell yeah you're yeah. I mean again to reach a level to challenge to give yourself a challenge which was one song initially they just blew up and what's going to become an album and you're working with you know like Teddy zigzag and you're getting great responses you know I I can't wait, and uh, I will, let's just uh, think positive. And when you guys tour off this record and come to New York, uh, please, uh, I would love to meet you. And hopefully, you guys can come in the
0: studio. Oh yeah, man, love to. That would be awesome.
3: Anything uh, else you guys uh, want to make sure I promote before uh, we wrap up?
0: The website not a- of the tribute band is not quite gunsnroses.com dot com, and um, and then we are I already mentioned the Facebook side of it. The, the original side. Go ahead, Stephen. <laughs> No, man.
1: I I, th- I think that pretty much covers it. While we're finishing everything up. and uh, and for, for the, the the people that are following along with this that have, have known about it, um, I guess I could say hopefully moving on will be out in the next three months because <laughs> I know there's a lot of people that keep asking me about that song. So there's the there's one update.
3: <laughs> okay, three months. All right, I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. No, I'm not, no, I'm not. I don't care. Uh, but I'm <laughs> I'm officially going to declare both of you. Bad apples. bad apples. That's what I call people I like here on the show. So, yes, uh, that- you're a couple bad apples. Uh, Chesney, uh, Stephen Chesney. Uh, see, I always have to think about it again before I always, my brain goes to country music first. Uh, Stephen Chesney right, and Chad Atkins. But I haven't messed it up all episode. I thought I was going to for by yeah. accident, so I'm proud of myself.
0: You've done good, man. Yeah. Swear to God, no edits. <laughs> <people. Yeah>. <laughs> so,
3: <laughs> thank you. So that does it for episode 165 of Appetite for Distortion. Unbelievable. You know, I again, I'm recording this still in, in 2019, a couple days left, but I've been cranking out the episodes lately, and I want you to catch up and you know, this is a time of the year spending with family, not necessarily with podcasts. So I want this to be the first of the year. But let me just say now, thank thank to all of you. I mean, the, the amount of guests and the amount of episodes we put out this year in, in 2019 has just been incredible. It really has. I never imagined doing this. You know, radio is my career. Uh, I've had many a dream to where it may go. I never thought... It would be it would involve a Guns N' Roses themed podcast, and I would get to interview you know not just cool people like like Chesney and Atkins and, and find out some cool Guns N' Roses stories, but to hit the heights of of an Alice Cooper, a Dave Mustaine.
0: Is that what you said? I idolize Slash.
3: <sighs> One of these days, I just I want to interview him again. and Just apologize for whatever, a <laughs> Dave, Dave Mustaine, but. I mean, Paulie Shore.
2: Guns and Roses.
3: All the different people. Because if I didn't have a podcast, I wouldn't have the opportunity. And the only reason I have a podcast is because you listen to it. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to interview some of my heroes, some of your heroes, and also involve you in episodes. I love having you on as guest co-hosts. Uh, I love reading your questions. A lot of you write in better questions than I would ever ask. My, my guests, uh, I love the social media interaction. We really have a great uh, social media presence. You know, Facebook.com slash the AFD show or on Twitter at the AFD show. We may not have the following, uh, like, like a, you know, Joe Rogan, you know, a big, massive you know, podcast personality. Obviously, I'm not famous or anything, but wow, the the interactions, the, the response to questions you guys give. So very respectful very informative listeners, and again, just keep track of all the guests that we have here and and guest suggestions and always encouraging me to keep going. So again, I have have some great listeners, and I know there are more out there that want to join the party, that want to join this uh, podcast party, (laughs) this uh, Guns N' Roses Night Train uh, party of a podcast, this Bar Mitzvah party, uh, this Guns N' Roses-themed Bar Mitzvah party of a podcast, looking at life through a guns and rose-colored lens. Uh, Again, I appreciate it whether you you found us. uh, You know, just on social media, uh, the iHeartRadio app, AlternativeNation.net, Spreaker, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Google Play. We're on a lot of different platforms, so you can just type in Appetite for Distortion Podcast in your search engine, in Google, and you will find uh, the best way to listen for you, because there's a lot of ways to listen to the podcast. But however you listen, again, thanks so much what is the new year going to bring? What is 2020 going to bring? I have no idea. I had no idea what was going to happen this year, so I have no clue. But based on the past, I'm excited. So follow along, okay? So tell a friend about the AFD show so we continue to get bigger and bigger and better and better. That does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, I don't know if soon is the word, but you'll see it. No! Fuck it! No! Yeah! Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.